Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. The year was 1955, and Herbert W. Armstrong was distressed. He wrote this in a March 23rd, 1955 co-worker letter. I'm writing you with a heavy heart. I'm just human, like you, and sometimes I wonder how many men could shoulder the burdens and responsibilities God has laid on me without being crushed down and giving up. How many could still keep faith and keep pressing on? If you knew the staggering load I have to carry, the discouraging, frustrating situations I have to face, the very fate of this greatest work on earth hanging perilously in the balance, you'd certainly realize your part in God's work is not as difficult as mine. Again, Mr. Armstrong wrote that back in 1955, before the Worldwide Church of God became the globe-girdling empire that it would in the next couple decades. And really, it grew to staggering heights in the 1980s, before he died in 1986. But Mr. Armstrong shared with coworkers here just how stressful and burdensome it can be as God's man, the one man through whom God is working to deliver the gospel message and to get a warning message out to the world and to make major decisions regarding God's work. Obviously, Mr. Armstrong had a lot of responsibility to bear in the success of God's work. And all of us today can be thankful that we are not in the position of Mr. Gerald Flurry. He has it a lot harder than we do, and God expects a lot more from him in his position. And yet all of us really do need to support him wholeheartedly. Mr. Armstrong saw a dire threat to God's work back in 1955. And what is so staggering about his warning in this coworker letter is that it applies even more to us today. Almost 70 years later, what he said in 1955 is even more true in 2023. And it is pretty strong correction, but just keep an open mind here and, and think about what Mr. Armstrong wrote. He continued, many of you who have been coworkers of long standing are now growing lukewarm toward God and his work. And Jesus Christ says that if we become lukewarm and lose our zeal for his work and his way of life, he will spew us out of his mouth. We shall lose our salvation for eternity. Remember, Mr. Armstrong wrote this decades before the seventh 
and final era of his church called the Laodicean era, which is known for being lukewarm, neither cold nor hot for God's truth. Uh, Really just a take it or leave it mentality. You can read more about the Laodicean era in Revelation chapter 3. But this was decades before the Laodicean era. And Mr. Armstrong warned about supporters of the work becoming lukewarm. And he pinpointed a major reason why. And this is just absolutely stunning. Remember, back in 1955, he wrote this. Now here's the situation we face. Television is proving more and more of a magnet, capturing the interest and the time of the American people. They are being drugged by it. Most sponsors are the tobacco manufacturers, the liquor industry, the cosmetics producers. Most shows are crime, murder mysteries, insane slapstick comedy, variety vaudeville programs, or panel shows that do not really educate as we like to think they do. Mere amusement, passing away, wasting precious time, God gave us to develop character and his righteousness. TV is becoming a national curse. It's easy to think that the purpose of various television programming is to entertain the audience with drama or comedy or sports. But like Mr. Armstrong mentioned there, it's really about selling a product. TV programming programs the mind to buy various products. If not for all of the commercial breaks, the actual TV shows and movies and sporting events probably wouldn't even exist at all. It's all about getting us to buy products. And as Mr. Armstrong said, so many of those products revolve around drugs, alcohol, and makeup. So really, that's what our television watching so often links to. Obviously, there's plenty of other advertisements as well. But that's what we're supporting in a way. If we just binge on television. Now, obviously, Mr. Armstrong wrote this back in 1955. (laughs) There weren't nearly as many television programs back then. There were probably a handful of TV channels. Today, there's hundreds of channels plus the Internet, which is literally just about unlimited. No one human being could ever visit every website on the internet in an entire lifetime. Obviously today, the problem goes beyond just television. And we could probably just say screens in general are the problem now. Screens. So that's talking about television, internet, video games, movies, sports, 
streaming services, even music platforms, just so many things bombarding the mind these days. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Wherefore he says, Awake you that sleeps, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. This coworker letter from March 23rd, 1955, really hit me like a bolt of lightning. I couldn't believe how relevant it is to our time today. Mr. Armstrong saw the reach of the work growing by hundreds of thousands. So many more people writing in and responding to his radio program and soon his television program or responding to the publications. And yet the work was not able to expand proportionally because the people who were supporting the work were not really supporting it wholeheartedly enough. They were falling victim to the television curse. And so the work was stagnating. And Mr. Armstrong obviously knew that God would preserve and continue the work, but Mr. Armstrong still feared that if it were possible, the work would die because of television. He wrote here, our real problem is television. Now, to be clear, Mr. Armstrong also said that television of itself is not evil. It's not a sin. He, he wrote, does all this mean that TV itself is an evil and sinful instrument? Not at all. It merely means a harmful and sinful use is being made of it. It merely means that Satan does recognize that television is the most powerful medium for influencing people ever available on earth. Satan has been wise and cunning enough to seize on this powerful medium and put it to his evil use. That ought to remind us of Ephesians 2 verse 2. How Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the master broadcaster. He sends out his broadcast like radio or television waves straight to our ears and our eyes and into our minds. Satan is the one who is so good at manipulating screen usage today and causing people to fall victim to all kinds of of addictions, and all kinds of filth. But even if all of our TV watching and all of our screen time is appropriate, not necessarily a sin, what about the amount of time we're spending on it? I think that's where it really becomes a shocking subject. It's easy to go about our, our day and not really keep track of where the time goes. 
But if you actually did have a pen and paper and you marked how many minutes you spent on each activity, you'd probably be surprised. I've done it before and I've been surprised. Wow, this much time went to just scrolling on the internet. This much time went to mindlessly zoning out in front of a television. Really? All that time was wasted instead of redeemed like we're commanded to do with time in Ephesians chapter 5. When we do calculate where our time is going, we realize how much screens can be a real problem. Mr. Armstrong wrote, Are most of you not being ensnared, drugged, made careless and neglectful of that which means your own eternal salvation by this same new temptation which has come up to try us? Television? Yes. Let's face it. Let's wake up. Many of you dear co-workers, perhaps not realizing what is actually happening to you, are getting so wrapped up in the mystery murder stories, the panel programs, and the comedy shows or movies put on TV to sell more tobacco, liquor, cosmetics, and other products that when it's time for God's program, The World Tomorrow, to come on the air, you are just too strongly tempted to turn on TV and pass away time pleasantly under the magic spell of the commercial interests of this world. So, once in a while at first, then more and more often, many of you co-workers whom God has called to his work have fallen for the devil's subtle temptation to neglect hearing God's word on his programs and instead have been deceived and pleasingly to your sensual appetites been lulled to sleep by fascinating TV programs that have not benefited you but which are a curse in your life. Yes, they may be cheating you out of eternal life. What an epic, sobering warning from Mr. Armstrong. Television, the television curse, the TV trap that gobbles up so much of our time. And steals us away from so many of our loved ones and from our, our responsibilities and from developing the talents that God has blessed us with. The television that takes us away from more fulfilling, abundant pursuits. As Mr. Armstrong said, it's just a matter of which world we want more television anchors us to this world this present evil world ruled over by satan the devil it doesn't help us focus on god's world and that's why it's such a problem first john chapter 2 verses 15 through 17 love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 
and the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. You see, television is just temporary. It makes us love the world. It makes us lust for the sinfulness of the world. And yet very soon, this world will pass away. And all the glitz and glamour we see on the TV screen will be vaporized. And only those who did God's will and supported God's work will be left standing. Mr. Armstrong said TV can and ought to be put to a righteous use. You see, it's a, it's a leisure activity. We are allowed to have leisure time. God wants us to be able to relax and rejuvenate so that we're refreshed and able to go back to work with renewed zeal and enthusiasm. Watching a ball game here and there is, is perfectly fine. As long as we limit how much time goes into it, as long as we measure our screen time against the Ten Commandments and make sure it's not breaking those commandments, it is something to really think about, making sure that not only are we taking in the right type of entertainment, but that it's also not taking up too much of our time. It really is a competition between doing God's work and immersing ourselves in Satan's world. The more time we spend in leisure, the less time we have to support God's work. Mr. Armstrong gave the example of his two sons, one of whom literally removed the television from his house and the other one, whenever the television was on, would leave the room and go to his own room and study. He had a couple of diligent sons at this time in 1955 who saw that television was a threat. It was a big distraction and a big temptation for them. And they took action to cut themselves off from the temptation to remove it from their lives if they couldn't control it. And that's exactly what we must do if it comes down to it. If we can't control how much time we spend on it or the type of content we consume on our screens, it's better to just get rid of those things. Mr. Armstrong wrote, Again, this is March 23rd, 1955, in a co-worker letter. Here we are at the supreme crisis of all, the final turning point. I tell you, dear co-workers, your own salvation for eternity is at stake, right along with the fate of God's work. The two go hand in hand in a way most of you may not have realized, because his work is what God has called us to do in preparing us developing us, trying and testing us, and training us for eternal life in his kingdom. That's God's way. He has provided something for us to do. 
if we shirk it, neglect it, let worldly entertainment and time-wasting appeal to pleasure absorb our time and our minds and interest and take us away from wholehearted interest and zeal for his work, then we ourselves are losing out with God, drifting away from him, and we are causing his glorious work to fail. That's right. Every single one of us can analyze ourselves in this area of screen time. In God's church today, smartphone usage is basically discouraged. It is a gigantic time waster and an addiction for many people. It's hard enough to control the television, the computer, the laptop, the tablet. But then when we even have a supercomputer in our pockets, uh, that gets even more difficult to keep the screens under control. And God knows exactly what we're doing with those screens and how much time we're spending on them. And he tries to help us, but we, we can't be helped unless we want to be helped. Mr. Armstrong asked us, will we take this seriously? Will we realize the danger of the television curse? Mr. Armstrong asked, will you go to a private place, close the door, and pray over this? Pray earnestly for this work as you never did before. God's work is in dire need. Please take it with me boldly to the throne of grace, where unitedly we may find grace to help in this time of need. Mr. Armstrong concluded this coworker letter with a practical step to help us escape the TV trap. And basically, he reminds us here that we have so much content to consume from God's work. And when we're focused on completing our prayer and our Bible study and our meditation every day, when we care more about fellowshipping with God's family than we do fellowshipping with the world, when we really pour ourselves into the recommended 10 fasts per year, when we really invest in keeping up with the Key of David television program, the Trumpet Daily, Trumpet Hour, all the different KPCG radio programs, the trumpet.com, pcg.church, Armstrong Institute, Dot org. When we really try hard to keep up with all that material, all the publications and the literature, there's not really a whole lot of time left over for worldly screen time, for worldly nonsense. We ought to get in the habit every single day of making progress in the literature, in the publications, on the websites. Mr. Armstrong wrote, there's a wonderful idea for all of you. If you haven't enrolled for the Ambassador College Bible Correspondence course, you're missing something wonderful and mighty important. Today, it's the Herbert W. Armstrong College 
Bible Correspondence Course. You can enroll for that for free at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Armstrong writes, be sure and enroll today. Devote your spare time listening daily to the radio stations, to the correspondence course, and additional time to the publications and literature. He continues, keep so busy learning the word of God, growing spiritually, living by every word of God, that it will keep your thoughts, your mind, your interest, and your heart in the things of God and not in the things that tobacco, liquor, and other commercial interests offer you to drug your mind on TV. That's what's best for you. Do it. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 